This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Welcome to Happy Class. This is a special bonus series of the Live Free Creative podcast, where I, Miranda Anderson, give you a little bit of an inside scoop into my Master of Applied Positive Psychology program at UPenn. I am going to spend the 2022-2023 school year diving deep into the science of well-being, answering the question, what makes life worth living? And I'm excited to share little bits and pieces along the way with you. So whether you're interested in what's it like being in graduate school as an almost 40-year-old, or if you, like me, are interested in living a little bit better life, I hope that you'll enjoy these quick, thoughtful insights as to the things that I'm learning and what I think about them. Hop into my backpack. Let's head on in to happy class. Hello, welcome back to Happy Class. This is week 13. I am going back to class this weekend. And then the semester is over in like two and a half more weeks, three weeks, and we finish up before the holidays. Pretty wild. This has been an incredible start. I feel like as most things, I finally feel like I've gotten in the rhythm. I have a little bit better idea of how long things take me. I have gotten to know my classmates and my instructors. And after the holidays, I'm going to need to learn a whole new schedule because I will have an entirely different class load. Of course, my classmates remain the same. That's one thing that is incredible about the MAP program. The, the cohort stays together through the whole program. So these students that have become good friends are going to remain my same cohort of students throughout the spring semester which includes four new classes and I don't remember exactly what they are right now I do know that this fall semester has been a lot of theory very like high level theoretical ideas and and models and you know, tons of research and writing, and the spring leans more into the application, actually taking on some real life and also hypothetical caseloads and discussing interventions in an applied way, trying more of them out ourselves. I cannot wait. I'm super excited about that. Of course, the applied practical piece is something that I've been attracted to from the beginning. One of the reasons that the MAP program itself feels so important to me. It is a master of applied positive psychology. So there's a real emphasis on real world application, not just 
having these big ideas that float around in academia, but bridging that gap so that they are in the hands of the people who need them or want them to live happier and more fulfilled lives. If you remember, the science of well-being is what the field of positive psychology is all about. This is like the scientific answer to the question, what makes life worth living? And as I talked about last week, of course, that answer varies by individual, by our values, by our strengths, by our culture, by our families, by our interests, by our priorities. Being able to simply ask the question and start to you know, point ourselves in the direction of self-awareness, of looking for ideas that feel meaningful to us, of engaging in activities that biologically, physiologically, and mentally inspire our best are all really great first steps. Since I last recorded Happy Class, I have written and turned in two papers and a big statistics assignment for my research methods class. I've also attended a couple different uh, capstone idea like brainstorming sessions. They're called dolphin tank. And I think the idea is shark tank, but without the teeth, like just, I mean, dolphins have teeth, but just, you know, more well-meaning. No one's going to tear the idea apart. They're going to be uplifting and supportive as everything is in the program. Writing these last couple papers, actually all of the papers for this section have been so much easier than previous sections. I think part of that is that I am back in the groove of writing papers all the time, writing writing academic papers. I'm fairly familiar now with my APA 7 format. I'm getting the references right. My feedback on my papers has gotten better and better, you know, throughout this semester. So we just finished the fourth section. So this means the fourth round of papers and assignments that I have done. That means that I've written about 12 to 16 papers since I began the program in September. And this last one that I finished actually last night, it was due last night at midnight, and I finished it around 10 p.m., has been one of my favorites. I want to read it to you because I think that you might enjoy it. And also because it is not a purely academic paper, the directions for this paper were to write a glimpse into something in our lives that gives life meaning to us as students. While that felt like a big daunting ask, at the same time, I really appreciated spending the last few weeks pondering this question. What makes my life feel meaningful? Do I feel like I have a purpose, like one big overarching purpose? Or am I more interested in making sure that my everyday life feels connected and that I feel like I'm spending time engaged in activities that matter. It's been a great philosophical lens through which to see my life, my experiences, and also my future. I'm going to share this paper now. This was for MAP 600, Introduction to Positive Psychology, and this assignment is called The Meaning Paper. To give you just a quick overview, the first part of the assignment is a glimpse, 750 words, around an idea of something that I've experienced that has helped me understand life or the meaning or purpose of life. And then it goes into a short appendix that cites some references, some papers around meaning, and then goes into the actual references themselves. This paper didn't require a title, but I gave mine one anyway. 
I titled it Wild Child. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. Sticky purple juice dripped from my fingertips as I plucked the wild berries from their bramble, careful to avoid scratching my skin on the sharp thorns. The sweetness of the sun-warmed fruit filled my mouth, and I smiled with glee at my grandfather, known to me lovingly as Papa. These are Pacific blackberries, or Rubus ursinus, Papa commented casually, as if conjuring up scientific names of any species along the trail was as natural as noticing the sun was shining. I was around eight years old and stumbling into a patch of edible treasure while wandering the thick woods around my grandparents' home in Quincy, California, was the ultimate adventure. As I filled my cheeks with the plump gifts, Papa pointed out wildflowers by name. Harlequin lupine, Lupinus stiversi, with its neon display of pink and yellow, and sulfur buckwheat, Areogonum umabellatum, which reminded me of the pom-poms I sometimes wore in my hair. I nodded along, attempting to commit these names to memory, while registering in some deep part of myself how wonderful it must be to feel so at home in the wilderness. How these plants, and that mountain chickadee, or posile gambelli, he had just pointed out, seemed like friends to him. Papa was a naturalist, a biology professor, and the ultimate explorer. On our twice-annual pilgrimages to stay with him and my grandmother Mamo in their small town where my mom grew up, we would be immersed in nature. From hiking local trails to visiting the fish hatchery that Papa had founded at the community college, each visit was a masterclass in paying attention to the world and caring deeply about our connection to it. On days spent with Papa, I could learn about the life cycle of rainbow trout, also known as Oncorhicus micus, in the morning and return to a fire-warmed living room to put together puzzles and eat fresh banana pudding in the evening. A simple moment of spotting a great blue heron, or Ardea herodias, on the creek could without reservation be considered the highlight of our week. Life was made up of tiny moments of discovery, awe, and merely bearing witness to the beauty of the world. Just last year, I was flipping through photos of my children, now almost teenagers. I paused on a picture of my son Elliot at around two years old. In the photo, he is smiling blissfully with a bowl of freshly picked berries settled beside him and even more smashed along his cheeks. He sits barefoot in the grass of my mom's backyard, where her blackberry canes, though thornless and planted with intention, now grow free along the fence line. I closed my eyes and rewind my memory to that afternoon. We were visiting my parents at my childhood home in Utah. 
the tender nicknames of Mamo and Papa now passed down to them. We filled the daylight hours between nap times with our toes in the earth and our bellies full of juice. Mamo had pointed out to my sons how to determine which berries were ripe by how they were dark and shiny, and how they easily fell from the bramble when plucked. I remember feeling awed by the prolific and tender plants, and by the sweet awareness of my children growing in understanding and joy. Smiling, I tucked the photo album into our moving box and walked it to the truck, where it would be delivered a few days later to the house we now call home. After we unpacked clothes and dishes, set up beds and hung curtains, I turned my attention to the backyard. A few days of quietly sitting outside, noticing the dapple of sunlight stream across the grass, told me what I needed to know. I dug a hole two feet deep and two feet wide in the warmest patch of earth and dropped in the roots of our own blackberry bush, Rubus alleganesis. In just one year of growth, the canes have stretched skyward along the fence, small crop of first-year fruit attracting northern cardinals, cardinalis cardinalis, and catbirds, Dumatella carolinensis, which I observed from my window, feeling like I was welcoming friends to an intimate backyard picnic. I can already imagine one day, not so far off, when my own grandchildren might stuff their chubby fists full, then rest on their mamos, my lap, in the tree swing, while I tell them stories of visiting their great-great-grandpa in California, who taught me to love berries and birds and sunshine and life. Appendix. Humans tell stories to affirm our lives. Bauermeister and Vose contend that the truest part of meaning is the connection we make between non-physical and physical realities. I can see how my own life has been made up of symbolic representations of what I value most. Blackberries feel like love and adventure. Birds represent family connection and generational knowledge. I often make sense of my life experiences through the process of meaning-making or reframing life events through the lens of learning, values, or positive perspective. While I feel deeply moved by the meaning of everyday life events and witnessing ordinary experience, the idea that I have one overarching central purpose in life does not resonate with me. When exploring the three broad pathways of purpose described by Cashton et al., I identify with a hybrid of proactive development or the idea that my purpose emerges through curious exploration, learning, and serendipity. Instead of agreeing with Noggle, that the meaninglessness of life is evident in the absurdity of it all, I find myself reflecting on life's meaning as captured by some favorite words of Mary Oliver. Truly we live with mysteries too marvelous to be understood. How grass can be nourishing in the mouths of the lambs. How rivers and stones are forever in allegiance with gravity, while we ourselves dream of rising. How two hands touch and the bonds will never be broken. How people come from delight or in the scars of damage to the comfort of a poem. Let me keep my distance always from those who think they have the answers. Let me keep company always with those who say look and laugh in astonishment and bow their heads. Thank you for indulging me in sharing one of my papers. 
I hope that this story resonated with you on some level that although your life experiences will be so different from mine that as I was sharing, you were able to think back on some times in your life that feel like meaning and memory and magic. And I want to invite you to take a few minutes this week, maybe today, maybe right now, and write a little bit about that experience or those experiences. It doesn't have to be for anyone else, just a little bit of reflection and journaling for yourself about a moment in your life that felt meaningful and why. Going back there and feeling that again as you express it on paper will help you internalize it and maybe make sense of it and if nothing else, feel connected to the life that you are living right now. This podcast is sponsored by Skylight Frame. Mother's Day is almost here. What are you getting her? Something that shows you care. Something that makes her feel loved. Something that won't stress you out. Something like the Skylight Frame. The Skylight Frame is the perfect gift. It's a touchscreen photo frame your whole family can upload photos to from wherever they are in the world. It's a way to share with her all the moments that matter. It sets up in seconds. You can even make sure that it's already loaded with photos when your mom opens her Mother's Day gift. And her Skylight Frame can hold thousands of the treasured photos you share. It's an easy, heartfelt way for mom to stay connected with those who matter most. It really is the perfect gift. Now, as a special Mother's Day offer for our listeners, get 15% off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash easy. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash easy. Get 15% off your Mother's Day purchase now at skylightframe.com slash easy. 